0: Marty McFly, a 17-year-old high school student, is accidentally sent 30 years into the past in a time-travel DeLorean invented by his close friend, the eccentric scientist Doc Brown.
1: This is Ryan. And
0: this is Ashley.
1: And this is Ruining, ruining our, our Childhood, childhood. The Bonus-Ode.
0: The Bonus-Ode. that's uh, September.
1: Yeah. And for those of you keeping track, Bonus-Ode number six. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Is there somebody like tallying it at, at home?
1: They might be like the the kid on Are You Afraid of the Dark keeping tallies of dead bodies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they just have a tally of Ruins Club episode six.
0: Technically, if you count the TV episode, it's seven. But, i
1: was counting that
0: oh oh you're right this is episode five yeah um hi guys we're confused it's what we do uh thank you for listening to an um, another episode of the bonus so <laughs> do i sound like i'm ending it yeah, you're like yeah
1: you're like thank you for listening <laughs> we'll see you guys next month
0: you know in signing up for the ruiners club yeah we appreciate our little fan club of the ruiners what?
1: <laughs> You're like, we appreciate break and start talking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my brain wasn't working. This month we're doing Back to the Future.
1: The nineteen
0: eighty five classic. Yes. Yeah. Uh which is my pick. Mm-hmm. It's one of my all time favorite movies. I've said it numerous times. Yes. It has everything. Time travel. Time travel.
1: Michael J. Fox.
0: DeLoreans. Yeah. Skateboards. Via Thompson.
1: Puffy jackets that people think as a life preserver. Yeah, vests. Yeah.
0: Fish out of water tail.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? Very so true. It's just a good movie. It really is. Uh, so that's why we picked it. Mm. Uh, and I think my earliest memory of it is just watching a marathon of it on TV. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like my dad... We owned it like the first one, but then again, I'm thinking we didn't. I don't know. I feel like the first time I saw it was on TV.
1: It, he could have maybe recorded it off TV. Maybe. And I think it would be easy to confuse whether or not, especially if it was recorded off of like broadcast television, like yeah. off of like a normal cable channel, as opposed to off of like HBO. Right. Because they would still show you the commercials.
0: I don't remember. All I know is the minute I watched it, I was like, this is one of my favorite movies of all time.
1: (laughs) You're like, I know I have a lot of time ahead of me. This will be one of my favorites.
0: (laughs) When I was a kid, especially, I was kind of obsessed with certain uh, decades Mm -hmm. and wishing that I could live in certain decades. Not really considering like maybe in some of those decades being a woman. It's not going to be a great experience, yeah. but just, I guess, the romanticized version of those decades, uh, would be interesting.
1: I was going to say the version that they show you in cinema.
0: Yeah. like yeah. The clothes. hmm And just having, also, like, having that knowledge of what, what's going to happen in the future so you can go back. And, like, it's the second one where he picks up, uh...
1: The sports almanac? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then Doc Brown gets really mad at him, uh... I can't,
1: I can't blame them. Like,
0: For doing wanting to put some bets down? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Could make some decent money off that.
0: And that's why we shouldn't have time travel, because people like you would just yeah take advantage of it.
1: Or I'd go back and figure out a way to help all my teams win, like in Hot Tub Time Machine.
0: It's not magic. <laughs> no. Yes, another movie. I've just always been really fascinated with time travel as a concept. I always loved movies or shows that surrounded it as long as they were done well because there's been a couple that are like meh
1: but i i know you really enjoyed timeless the tv show and doctor who has that element of time travel it's usually pretty well done and when it's done well it's fun
0: quantum leap
1: yes um for me i think i was more introduced to this movie by the amusement park ride Mm -hmm. at universal studios sure i'm actually really bummed that it's not there anymore because we I know you've never gotten to ride it. Yeah. And I know how much you love this movie. So I'm like, oh, I wish it was still around so you could have ridden it.
0: I guess I did ride the Simpsons ride, which was mm-hmm. what it was originally. So I guess I could close my eyes and pretend like I hear Doc Brown talking or something.
1: Yeah, because they didn't even change the look of the vehicle you get into. It's still a DeLorean.
0: Yeah, they just painted it to yeah. look like a roller coaster.
1: Yeah. But it has like the DeLorean doors yeah, and yeah. stuff. There's just elements of this movie that really take me back. And when we were watching it, I couldn't help but appreciate the score to the yeah. movie. It's just that music that really transports you as well. It's, it's such a well-done movie.
0: It's very distinct. And like when you hear the music, you know instantly what it is. Yeah. Uh, I guess what you could say about a lot of movies, but this one has... I think a very unique sound to it, mm-hmm. especially like the little chime. Yeah. Like there's a there's a chime on my phone that's very similar and I literally picked it because it sounds like yeah, the chime in Back to Future.
1: This will transport me to that.
0: Yeah. Why do you think this movie I, I mean, I guess we kinda discussed it, but why do you think this movie resonates with uh so many people?
1: Two words. Huey Lewis. No. <laughs> um the time travel aspect it's a fun thing that we can't do
0: that we know of.
1: that we know of (laughs) but i think it would be i was born basically the year essentially the year this movie came out i wasn't even one when this came out and the idea of being able to go back to 30 years prior which would have been a year before my dad was born yeah and get to see that world that would have been pretty damn neat if you could do that
0: yeah for sure and to see like not that Marty really wanted to. He he didn't really have a choice in his journey. It was pretty much the only escape plan he had. Mm-hmm. But to see his parents young, I I think we all have these perceptions of our parents, uh, whether they've made it so we think they're think of them in a certain light. But mm-hmm. I think we all make the mistake of thinking our parents aren't humans or didn't have lives before us. <laughs>
1: Cause it's that idea of like your parent was the disciplinarian yeah. who is steering you and and what they view as the right direction. So the idea of thinking that your parents were making these same screw-ups that you've made yeah is a little weird.
0: It is yeah. it's uh definitely eye-opening and but it's part of life's journey to realize your parents lived their lives yeah or they were once your age
1: yeah uh. my dad once had hair
0: Oh. He won't true.
1: listen to this.
0: That's true. Yeah, That's very, very true. So, yeah, I agree. It just mixes humor with nostalgia, and all the characters are easy to root for. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Except for Biff. Well, yeah, no. Biff's <laughs> trash, but, you know.
1: But he's a fun villain where you like to hate him.
0: Character of Biff is very, very good. Mm-hmm. And especially, like, in the second one when he takes the almanac back to his young self and and then like essentially changes alters the timeline to 1985 again mm-hmm. and he's like basically become Trump
1: <laughs> which i want to say i read that one of the writers claim they based biff off of Donald Trump but i don't know if they just go well he's kind of a monster now i'm going to say that
0: i don't know because if you look at his hair in the first scene in the original timeline when he's dropping off th- their car that he crashed his hair is very trump-esque
1: that is true
0: it's got it's got the comb over you and can't
1: tell which where it's starting and where it's ending
0: yeah it's just yeah it's a thing yeah it's its own thing it's a living organism <laughs> that's <laughs> no. enough trump talk <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. uh do you want to move on to like notable plot points i we're already kind of talking about them but um anything you wanted to discuss
1: Yeah, I always loved the fact that the time machine is a DeLorean. Yes. The DeLorean, while I know it ended up not being a successful vehicle, it was a unique car. Like, the doors on it are neat. If you went 88 miles per hour with some plutonium involved, you could time travel.
0: I mean, you have to have the flux capacitor, though.
1: That, too. But... I'm not going to lie, when we're driving and on those, some of those times where the car does go up to 88 and you're not really paying attention, it gets a little away from you. And I look down and see 88. That's what I think of. Right. <laughs> I was like, man, if I just had 1.21 gigawatts of electricity, I could time travel right now.
0: <laughs> you're mm, a dork. I know. I think the one part that I really enjoyed, well, throughout this whole series, there's always like, each movie kind of mirrors each other Mm -hmm. like there's certain parts that kind of happen again but in just in this first film specifically like every time marty tries to defend his dad and pick a fight with biff it's like he realizes every single time how tall biff is compared to him and he's just like oh why did i do this (laughs) i'm Uh, about
1: to get my ass beat yeah i just
0: love his face because he's just like oh shit yeah but he doesn't really ever get his ass beat except for you know, towards the end of the movie, and gets shoved in a trunk, but
1: but he does the like classical outwitting of him. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, like when he shoves. Uh, I think he punches him in the restaurant and then runs. Yeah, because Biff like, is dumb and yeah.
0: fell for the what's that, <laughs> which is really believable for somebody in like nineteen fifty five too. Because I don't know now it's such a almost like a cliche distraction technique, mm-hmm. but in nineteen fifty five probably wasn't yeah you
1: know yeah 65 years ago they might not have been playing that prank yeah
0: Yeah. that's another element i love about like time travel movies is just you know the main character having the knowledge that other people don't even if it's something really simple you know
1: i love when he it's when uh he ends up at lorraine's house yeah and lorraine's dad says a street name and he's like oh yeah that's that's john f kennedy parkway right yeah and the guy (laughs) her dad's like who the fuck is John F. Kennedy? Because it
0: is eight years prior. Yeah. Or I guess actually five, because he was elected in 60.
1: Yes, he was elected in 60, yeah. But still, he was like, who the hell is that guy?
0: (laughs) What was your funniest or best moment that you wanted to talk about?
1: I love just the scene where Marty has met Doc at Twin Pines Mall, and Doc's like, if my calculations are correct, when this baby hits eighty-eight miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. And then Doc just jumping up and down. He's like, What did I tell you? Eighty-eight miles per hour. And then Marty's reaction, he's like, You built a time machine out of a DeLorean? I just like the way his voice cracks. Yeah. It's iconic. I, yeah. love, I love Michael it. J. Fox. Yeah. His just, voice is the
0: best. It really is. One of my favorite parts is in between those uh quotes is when he starts like revving the engine he, and they're obviously standing in front of it mm-hmm. and he has marty recording and marty just keeps looking at him looking at delorean and scooching kind right. of out of the way and doc just looks at him like what the fuck are you doing Get back over here <laughs> like <laughs>
1: it's like, oh uh, well, this car's gonna drive and it's gonna hit us
0: i feel like marty's like he's he's finally done it he's found a way to kill me <laughs> um i did look up because one of the questions I always think about in this movie, or I guess I never really thought about, but having rewatched this more with a critical eye, I was like, how did how did that happen? How did Doc and Marty become friends? Mm-hmm. And how did, like, Marty start working with Doc? And I did find an article from not that long ago where the co-creator of Back to the Future did say that basically that Marty, when he was a little younger, like 14, 15... Kept hearing around town that this guy was crazy, that he's really eccentric, that he's a lunatic and being like a like a dummy kid. He's like, I want to see for myself. So mm-hmm. he like sneaks into his uh, garage because that's all that's left of his house mm-hmm. and instead like befriends him and is really interested in what he's doing and his experiments. And so they become friends and Doc Brown kind of gives him a part time job to okay. to help him out. Oh, nice. Yeah. Thought it was interesting. They Very don't interesting. Establish that in the movie, but I also feel like they don't really need to. I guess mm-hmm. you do get the sense that's what that he does have a job for him. Yeah. But it's just kind of weird. Like, how did this organically happen? Yeah. Did how does
1: this th- grown man become friends with a high schooler? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you have any other moments you wanted to talk about?
1: I kind of mentioned when Biff was trying to run over Marty while he's on the skateboard, and Marty's kind of like on the hood of the car like getting pushed backwards and he realizes he's like he's gonna get crushed by the manure truck I just love when he just runs over the top of the car and the skateboard comes out the other side and Marty just kind of stands there and Biff's like oh crap and he slams into the manure truck yeah and the manure dumps on it like I just was like the ultimate villain getting his comeuppets yeah yeah I just love the way that scene's done
0: again I kind of mention in the second and the third film they kind of mirror those Mm -hmm. like i'm pretty sure biff in the second film runs into a manure truck because they're chasing him when he has the hoverboard yeah and then in the third one i think they also run into manure like on in the old west too i it's been a while since i've seen, seen the third one and the second one
1: yeah i was gonna say i know we've watched the first one a few times but the uh The second and third, I don't know the last time I watched them.
0: When I was a kid, I used to get the second one a little confused with the first one because there's obviously some overlap when he has to go back to 1955 to fix what Biff did. Mm -hmm. And so there's obviously some overlap with the scenery and this high school and the dance. Mm -hmm. And I think even every single time I watched the first one, I was like, when does he go sneak into the principal's office i was like that's the second one ashley <laughs> I'm
1: like oh damn it uh,
0: were there any dated references or spots that you would consider kind of iffy
1: i don't know that there's so many such as spots but there's a couple things like when marty is back in 1955 and he goes into the diner and he orders a tab and then yeah. he orders a pepsi free yeah which i looked up is essentially caffeine-free pepsi yeah but they phased out that name in 1987 which i think is kind of would kind of date the movie also
0: not many restaurants have
1: caffeine-free options of That's the true. soft drinks that but, we know of that we know of but yeah it's just kind of a
0: it it just a moment it made that moment funny though because he's like just give me a pepsi free and he's like you gotta pay for it yeah it, you know? the
1: what he's ordering definitely
0: doesn't translate yeah and it guy. was,
1: you know, they picked those names because for it. it. Like, mm-hmm. I'll take a tab. And the guy's like, you can't start a tab. You got to order something. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take a Pepsi free. He's like, you can have a Pepsi you paid for. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if, I mean, I noticed the last couple times I've watched it, but I don't think I realized, like, the movie theater he passes when he first gets to 1955. It's for a movie starring Ronald Reagan, mm-hmm. which kind of establishes the fact that I don't know if you're a younger person, you don't realize that Ronald Reagan was an actor first. Yes. Because then it kind of foreshadows the joke when he finds 1955, Doc Brown, and he's like, kind of quizzing him on the future. And he's like, who's the president? He's like, Ronald Reagan. And he's just like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: And he <laughs> asked him if there's who's the vice president. And he rattled off another actor. Yeah, he just
0: kept rattling off yeah. different actors and actresses. Yeah. And then also, I like when Marty used the. The name Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan. So he just merged.
1: Yes, take a little Star Trek, a little Star yeah. Wars, put it together
0: to to pretend to be an alien, so he can convince George to pursue Lorraine, mm-hmm. so he could you know live, <laughs> so he could exist. Yes. The
1: only the other thing that I doesn't you know it's a thing that happens is you have these people that are very handsy and Biff downright rapey.
0: Yes. Towards Lorraine
1: in the For car. Sure. That's stuff. I, Makes you hate Biff more. But also you're like, wow, he's trying to literally rape her in a car against her will.
0: And that's the only gripe I have on any part of this movie is the fact that in the future, even though George did punch uh, Biff in the face and essentially changed his path and Lorraine's path for the better, and then their kids are more successful because of it, because they actually instilled confidence in their kid, Mm -hmm. because they had confidence... But the fact that they allowed, like, Biff to even be around the family, even if he's, like, essentially, he's not doing so hot and he's kind of... I wouldn't say he's their servant. He has a business because has it, it like, a, a car washing business or something. Yeah. And he was cleaning their car. But the fact that he's still somehow around...
1: Yeah, you wouldn't give that guy your business.
0: No. Another, like, thing I always question was, like, okay, so they met Marty in 1955 and... Or... calvin Calvin klein Mm -hmm. as lorraine liked to call him i always wondered if new timeline george ever looked at marty his son and go he suspiciously looks like the guy we went to high school with that up and disappeared but then i'd be like did lorraine have an affair (laughs) with this random guy touche or in, in the back of their mind do they just know it was him time traveling I I, I suspect more that George thinks that Lorraine probably had an affair at some point.
1: And why was that guy only hanging around town for like... A week? Yeah. And then he's like, I'm
0: out. Yeah. He just mysteriously disappeared.
1: Because you're going to remember him because he's essentially the guy who introduced you to your wife.
0: That's true. Yeah.
1: It's not like it was a guy who... I had a class with him. He sat a few rows behind me. No. Like, he was an integral part of your life.
0: And then the other thing I question is, so... Because at the end of the movie, they kind of reference like Lorraine goes, Marty, I like that name. And uh, so they name their third child after him, essentially maybe because he did introduce them. Mm -hmm. Did Marty ever hear a story about Marty? And that's I guess that's my question about time travel, because there's so many different theories of it. Mm -hmm. Has he always gone back in time? And that's why his name is Marty. Is the version that went back to 1955 always existing? And that's why his name is Marty. I don't know. It's very confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Or is it like endgame and time travel is everything, you know, there's no consequences to anything that you do. But that's not the case in this movie because there are consequences to things. Yeah. If you go back in time and change things. Sometimes they're good consequences like the end of this movie. Mm Mm-hmm but
1: you're able to save Doc's life yeah save yeah.
0: Doc's life make your family's life a little bit better yeah you know? very true I always feel like like Marty thinks his life is kind of going nowhere because obviously there's some figures in his life that are telling him that he's kind of a loser mm-hmm. mostly just the principal and I guess Biff makes him feel like a loser because his he makes his dad feel like a loser but I'm like you have a very beautiful girlfriend who loves you yeah. And you're, you're really I mean, guess talented as an artist. But plays he a main does, guitar. Yeah, but he does kinda lack the same confidence issues that his dad does, you know?
1: Yeah. He takes a chance and tries to get the gig playing the dance like yeah. with his band.
0: But then the minute he gets denied he's like, I should just give up and yeah. Jennifer has to, like boosts his ego. Like, yeah. uh, just keep trying.
1: Nobody likes failing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did you have anything else you want to discuss?
1: Just, and it doesn't hurt the movie. It was just something that I kind of always laugh about whenever I hear it. And it's Crispin, Go- Crispin Glover's laugh, where he's like, uh-huh,
0: uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, especially in the first scene. Yeah. Or his first scene, basically.
1: I just love his laugh for some yeah. reason.
0: He's, uh, he's interesting. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing uh, I wanted to discuss, because I really noticed it when we re- rewatched it, uh, last night was when I was a kid, I never understood how Doc Brown didn't age because I don't think I noticed like that he has some makeup on. Yeah. In the f- scene at the mall mm-hmm. and that his h- face is wrinkled. When I was a kid, older people just looked old. Yes. You know? Yeah. And I- I'm i sure I'm not the only one that had that feeling, that like somebody that was 30 looked old. Mm hmm. And I probably couldn't tell the difference between a 30-year-old and a 60-year-old, really.
1: I totally agree. I don't know that I ever realized he's wearing makeup and a little bit of prosthetics to give himself some more wrinkles.
0: And his hair is whiter.
1: Because you can really see the prosthetics on On the neck. neck. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because when Marty goes back to 1955, I was like, this is 30 years before. How does Doc Brown not look any different? And then I realized watching it today, I was like, course he looks different yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, i was i was dumb as a kid <laughs> but yeah i mean that's all i have to discuss it's obviously an excellent movie we're uh, not here to nitpick or anything no, uh-uh. uh, i still enjoy it i still find myself able to watch it and recite it in my head mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah now it was I- a
1: movie like these ones are a lot of fun to do because i don't have to take a lot of notes and i no. can just sit there and enjoy the movie
0: so. That's very true.
1: Are you ready to hand out some awards? I am. As always, on Ruining Our Childhood's The Bonus Odes, we give out three awards. The first is the Emily Jean Stone Award, a.k.a. the Emma Stone Award, a.k.a. the Stony. Who did you give your award to?
0: I did have a hard time choosing, uh, essentially, between Doc. Brown and Marty mm-hmm. or Christopher Lloyd or Michael J. Fox, but I ended up giving it to Christopher Lloyd because I just, I don't think anybody else could be Doc Brown. Yes. Whereas I don't, I also don't think anybody could be Marty McFly, but I, I think if we had to recast Marty McFly, there'd probably be somebody that'd be okay.
1: I, I agree, and uh-huh. I gave my award to Christopher Lloyd as well. I did read that Jeff Goldblum audition for that role, which I cannot see.
0: I I don't know. I could maybe
1: see it. But the one that I could see that I saw was considered was John Lithgow. Okay. I could see him playing that role a little bit.
0: I could too, but I still like loving this movie so much cannot imagine anybody else but Christopher Lloyd.
1: It's the same thing where I know they were like a month into filming with Eric Stoltz. Yeah. And that blows my mind. I'm like, I can't see that. That's, I can't yeah. picture anybody else as Marty. And Melora Hardin playing Jennifer. We like Melora Hardin on The Bold Type and on The Office. But it's, a, it's almost like there's a whole other movie that's out there yeah. that was started to be made that it's kind of hard to imagine.
0: I agree. Yeah. I who knows if it would have even done that well. Yeah.
1: Because like, I read like C. Thomas Howell. Audition oh, okay. for Marty. Oh, okay, see that.
0: Yeah. Especially at that time, he he's kind of a small kid. Like, that's what I think is like, I think of Marty McFly as this kind of short kid that has to like kind of overcome, I don't know, but he's also so like cute and just mm-hmm. lovable. And yeah, I it just, it's hard to see anybody else in that role. Yeah. But for sure, Christopher Lloyd plays an excellent, eccentric person. Mm-hmm. He's very intense. He does... Tend to be a little over the top, but it fits so well with who Doc Brown is that it just works. Yeah. Do you want to move on? Mm-hmm. The next award is the Scene Stealing Award, aka the Stanley Tucci. Who did you give yours to?
1: I gave mine to Leah Thompson. You
0: son of a bitch. Uh,
1: <laughs> hopefully, our next award, we have different people. I thought she does a great job in the scenes where she's supposed to be older. And she has yes. like good voice for being an old person, and then there's the scene where she's sitting in the car with Marty, and she's about to have a drink, and yes. the way she like does these shifty eyes, it that so <laughs> made me laugh
0: good. so hard. Yeah, I love when she you first meet young Lorraine, and she's very like all like sweet and demure, but then she's very like. Hey, what's up? And Marty's just like freaked out by it. And also the fact that he's like, oh, my mom was attractive. Like, did you never see pictures of her from when she was younger? Are you just that douchebag of a son that you're like, I don't care what you looked like when you were a kid. I did love when she slapped Biff in the face, like in the cafeteria scene. Because she does come off as like, she's kind of innocent, but she also grew up in this time where your purity was your... Your, your virtue, yeah. Your virtue. You want to keep your vi- virtue so you can find a husband and all, all, but all it's, that bullshit.
1: It's funny when Marty goes, "Do you want to park?" and she's like, "Yeah," and she's <laughs> like, "I'm almost eighteen. I this isn't my first time parking." Yeah, <laughs> Marty's like, mm.
0: "I loved how she just her mere presence, because there is this weird awkwardness about the fact that she finds him attractive, but she because she doesn't know it's his son, her son." how awkward she makes Marty. Like, because he just doesn't know what to do. But yeah, she she was great. She was excellent in this movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Ready mm-hmm. to hand out that last award? Yes. Our last award is the Brendan Fraser Award for existing, aka the person that could possibly ruin the movie, but the movie's just too damn good. Whom did you give your award to?
0: I had a really hard time giving mine, because I think every single character and every actor in this film I think, fits very well in their parts. Mm-hmm. But the only reason I gave it to this person was just because sometimes I don't think he knows how to act like a human. It's Crispin Glover. Really? Yeah, because I feel like there's scenes where he he is a literal alien who doesn't know how to move like a real human, like when he walks mm-hmm. and even when he talks or when you pointed out earlier his laugh. Mm-hmm. But I also know like maybe that's just... Kind of his personality is awkward, obviously. He doesn't have confidence. Yeah, he just looks like he's an alien that just got into a human body. And he's just like, how do you walk? Or how do you talk? Um, but honestly, I, I wouldn't swap him out for anybody.
1: True. I actually almost gave him my Stanley Tucci award. I think okay. he does a good job playing the nerd.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: It, but I also I read somewhere that Robert Zemeckis had a like, really real him in. Oh. he like improvised a lot and I don't know I thought he where he took the character worked yeah no me. I agree
0: yeah. that I just felt like there was just parts where he was a little too much mm-hmm. but at the same time because I've seen this movie so many times and I have like memorized his movements and his the way he says things I'm like I wouldn't change it but it's just out of all the other characters I think for me he
1: yeah And I totally agree. It was very hard to give out this award because there's some people that pop up, like Billy Zane's in it, but I think he has one line. Jason Hervey is in it as uh, Lorraine's younger brother. I gave it to Wendy Jo Spearber, and she played Linda McFly.
0: Oh, his sister. His
1: sister. She's kind of a fun character, and she's very nerdy and quirky. But I went with the standpoint of if she wasn't in the movie, it wasn't going to really hurt anything.
0: That's very true.
1: But I will also totally admit I'm just nitpicking here. Yeah. Because I love this movie and everybody's really good and fun.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I always used to, again, confusing the second one with the first one because there's overlap, but because they have in the the second one, when they go to 2015, he plays his daughter. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I always thought, like, she played his daughter. I got confused because they have similar haircuts. They're, like, bobs. Yeah. Like, her and his older brother, like, if for some reason they weren't in the movie, other than the picture and how it, it gives him a little more time yeah. to fix the mistake. Because if it was just him, he would probably died in, like, two days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I do like the... I don't know why. I liked the older brother a little bit more. Maybe because yeah. I could kind of see my older brother in him a little bit.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: But yeah, like I said, we're, we're nitpicking. We, there there we was are. no Brendan Fraser in this no. movie.
0: No. And Crispin Glover made me laugh quite yeah. a bit. Mm-hmm. Obviously, our final thoughts of this movie is that it's excellent and there's very minimal things wrong with it, mm-hmm. in our opinion.
1: No. Yeah. If you don't like this movie, go sit on a cactus. <laughs> Ryan. I'm joking. You're yeah. allowed to
0: have your opinion. You're allowed to have your Don't opinion. Don't sit on a cactus. You're like, how <laughs> can I insult people?
1: Tell them to go sit on a cactus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a bonus zone. Yeah. Another one in the books. For sure. Thanks for listening. As always, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. September bonus ode. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget to check out in a couple weeks. We'll probably have another TV one. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to check out your email and also check your junk folder because sometimes they are, were going in the junk folders. Yeah. So.
1: And you need the password. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. That's true. But uh, we'll be back in October with another one. Yes. Might be Halloween themed. Who knows?
0: It, it is.
1: Well, we know. Yeah. Yes.
0: And you know who also knows is Christy. Christy, because she has the exclusive Runners Club T-shirt. Yes. Shout out to Christy, our winner of our Runners Club T-shirt. Because I don't know if we announced it.
1: Yeah. I don't know if we did either, but she probably can decipher the next like five. Three? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think there's only three more. Oh, okay. But she this. can. Uh,
1: she can figure them out.
0: Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> right, I we'll don't know where we're going with that.
1: We'll see you guys next. You'll hear us next month.
0: Have a good day. Okay, bye. Bye.